Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. What an honor. What an honor this is. I don't think many of you realize what we're going to tap into today. This is the JBH Podcast. I'm KB, your host with the most. Anyways, so (laughs) I have a very special guest here today. Listen up. Turn up the volume. Get out your notepads. Tap inward. You're going to want to experience all this. Open up your ears. Open up your hearts. We have Miss Kelly McCosh. Did you hear that? Kelly McCosh. She is a master Reiki and energy healer. She's worked with professional athletes, celebrities, and everyday peeps. She's worked with horses. She's worked with animals. Who else have you worked with, Kelly? What am I, who am I leaving out? Olympians. Olympians. Those are professional athletes. Yes. Anyways, so I welcome Kelly. We'll give a round of applause and a hum. Yeah, she's here. We bring in Kelly today because we are still talking about mental awareness in my first process of how I work with clients, mental awareness. And I just want to preface this conversation by talking about why I start with mental awareness. Well, folks, you want to unveil your inner wisdom. Many of you don't know what's deep inside of you. It's kind of like your why. It's hidden there. And you don't know exactly what it is. Maybe it's your passion. You don't know exactly what it is. Or maybe you do. But what we're doing is we are magnifying your inner wisdom. And this is a miraculous conversation we're going to have today because you may or may not believe in Reiki or energy healing. You may or may not have heard it before. And you may or may not be interested in trying it. I have to admit, guys, I've tried it. I've tried it multiple times with multiple people. The very first time I did it, I <laughs> would laugh at this, and Kelly will probably laugh at me too. I think I made up that, oh, I saw this. But maybe I did see something. Um, but I don't know if that person that I received the energy healing from really had gifts. And folks, when I'm talking about gifts, I'm talking about the energy, the vibrations, um, this power. Um, So stay with me. Put those seatbelts on. I got an energy healing from Kelly. Maybe how many years ago? Maybe two years ago? Yeah. My first energy healing with her. I, let me tell you, I, I don't know how I exactly stumbled upon having her come into my life. You know, it was an acquaintance from a friend, Um, but when she came into my life, I had just moved into the area, and I was lost. A little bit of me was lost. I think you all can relate with me. Moving to a new area, starting fresh, you can totally reinvent yourself, and you're kind of trying to just relinquish the past. Um, anyways, so I, I guess I was trying to do that, but I was also kind of trying to put on the happy face of, I'm cool. I'm starting this new life in LA, you know? (sighs) Kelly knew more. She knew more than I even knew. (laughs) And, uh, I'm going to give you kind of the nitty gritty and I'll probably be revealing this again when we start talking to Kelly, but I, um, I was terrified of when she gave me my first session. I actually started crying at the end and didn't want her to leave the room. Um, She stirred up that much energy within me. So I'm super excited about this. Um, Ms. Kelly, welcome to the JBH podcast. I am, again, honored to have you on here. Um, Tell me. How how did you start getting 
or how did you realize that you had these gifts? Because obviously you're not, you know, born, you know, in fourth grade saying, I'm going to be an energy Reiki healer. Maybe you were. Uh, maybe you, maybe back in those days you felt like you had some sort of intuition um, about healing people. Or maybe it hit later on in life. Tell me about it. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here too. So Yay. thank you for having me. Um, it, I didn't have it early in life. Uh, it kind of hit me midway through. Um, just a little uh, preface of myself. I actually was a college athlete. So played basketball four years in college. Very competitive, um, competitive my whole life. And always, you know, was very um, healthy as far as wanted to, you know, be the healthy athlete, eat good, just everything as natural as possible. So I um, was in Michigan uh, growing up and after uh, college went into the medical field and I started doing pharmaceutical sales at the time. And I've been doing it for successfully, you know, over four years at the time had a beautiful house, you know, everything was just pretty amazing at the time, but something in me just kept saying, like, there's something bigger for you. Like, you shouldn't be pushing medications on people all the time. And it started to really eat at me after a while because I just knew that there was a bigger way to heal your body other than medications. So I started this journey of just, like, really meditating and asking you know, why am I here and, and what is my bigger purpose here? And believe it or not, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but like I literally woke up the day after and as I was driving to a doctor's office, I had this glimpse of a horse that came in to my head and I had never been around a horse in my life. So to me, it was like, whoa, that's weird. Um, and I continued going to the doctors, my different offices, and again, it would start popping in my head more and more. This just different horse pit, you know, just pop like, um, you know, messages. So within a few days, it had flooded me within almost 24 seven, I was thinking about horses. Well, I had been really, um, had a, a personal, uh, little sickness going on that I had had a, um, previous a surgery for. So I felt it coming on again. And I knew I was going home to see my sister, and I knew that um, it, I was going to probably be rushed into the hospital again to have it taken mm -hmm. care of. And just as I was in a lot of pain, my sister had introduced me to another energy healer, which I had never done energy healing work before. So this was all new to me. So I told her, sure, I'll go to her if she's going to help me reduce this pain and maybe keep me from going to the hospital. So sure enough, I went over within 10 minutes, I, my pain had already been lowered to like almost probably a three out of a 10. And I was in shock. Immediately after the healing. Within 10 minutes of her working on me. Wow. Yeah. So of course I'm curious, you know, I'm just like in shock going, what, what is she doing? Like, how is this even happening? And this, the crazy story is, is within minutes, she looked down at me as she woke me up kind of from the little bit of a, you kind of go into like a little meditative state. Um, and she said, wow, you've been thinking about an animal lately. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I looked up and I was like, what? And she said, it's horses. And I was in shock because I had never met this girl before. Were you from a horse? Where never. I have no. never had been around horses in my life. Okay. But this prior week, I had been, these horses had been popping in my head left and right. Kentucky and I, Derby on? No. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So I just looked at her and she said, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but like, you're going to be doing energy work like me. And she said, and I see it's going to be working with horses too, like big horses, not just horses, but like big, big race horses and, you know, and I just was like, wow, you know, that was really shocking to me. And so she said, you really should look into doing energy work and go into it. So that's kind of how it all started. So then I did. I went um, and I got Reiki um, one and two leveled and then eventually got master leveled. Cool. Where did you get trained? Um, in Michigan. Awesome. Yeah, you go to another like a Reiki master that, that does the actual training. Now, did they, okay, so during these trainings, I'm going to totally interrupt you. Yeah. During these trainings, does the master practice on you? 
No, so they attune you. So it's all about like an attunement. So it's like you're an instrument, like, yeah. a, like a violin. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like... <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And, yeah, and they actually activate the energy in you. Now, mind you, a lot of people you know, out there sometimes say, whoa, this is like really woo-woo. Like I've heard that before, been there, Got done it. that. On the other hand, I've been in the medical field now for over 20 years. So I have... So for me to switch to the energy part of it, which I'm still doing the medical, but still... Like it was, it took a lot for me to let that, you know, left brain facts and figures and needing to know like everything to, you know, everything making sense to be able to do my energy work because I was blocking it from, from my medical mind that is saying like, I should have data of why this is working and you know, how are you, how am I dropping a 1200 pound horse to the ground out in three minutes into this like almost like meditative trance. Like there's no textbook that says things happen. Yeah. Can I, can I give us yes. kind of a funny occurrence of how I know like energies, when you put energy out there, it works or thoughts. Yeah. It's kind of like that in a way. Sure. I mean, yours might be a little bit more powerful, but so yesterday, I mean, crazy. I was taught, I was hanging out with a buddy and um, a friend, a good friend. And, um, and I was, I was mentioning to him, oh, my other friend has a contact of something that this person need, needed, right? So I haven't talked to the person that I was going to text in forever. As I was in my phone, I'm like, I'll text him right now and get some information on it. Literally. He texted you. He texted me immediately <laughs> and was like, hey, da 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 crazy like yeah. and I I turned to my friends you saw that right I was like I I, I didn't talk to this person did he just text you I'm like yeah he just texted me so I get it yeah until you see the the power of and I'm getting goosebumps as we talk about all this <laughs> yeah as as you see all right until you see experience experience yes energy working um it's basically like the atoms of the universe just like shadowing you. Um, it's it's like a law of attraction. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, you started working on the horses. I totally interrupted you. Oh, no worries. Now. Yeah, so I quit my job, sold my house, and moved to Lexington, Kentucky because I knew that was the horse yeah. capital of the world. <laughs> didn't, know a, <laughs> didn't know a soul. Oh, God. But just knew like this is, this is the route I'm going to take. I'm going to start following something more that's of alignment with me. So I did. I moved there. I started working on some big, you know, those million dollar racehorses that are, have a lot of money invested in them and um, got a lot of practice. I was there just over a year. Um, And so it was just all part of my journey of, you know, everything is, you don't realize at the time why you're there, but all of it is just practice after practice to just keep perfecting, you know, your tool. Cool. And then, yeah. so you were in Kentucky. You're working on the racehorses. Mm-hmm. How did you pick up your clients? I mean, how did you how did you approach? Yeah. How- I mean, the, I feel like okay. I guess if you're you're uh, how do you say managing racehorses, yeah. um, an owner of a racehorse, I guess you are in a way pretty superstitious, right? Yeah. All right. So, but paranoid. aren't they <laughs> paranoid? But but pretty analytical, pretty by uh-huh. the numbers. Yeah. So pretty. I mean, how did did you just walk up to these people and say, hey, you know, like, I could really help your horse win? Right. Well, I had to do a lot of volunteering for free. (laughs) Got it. Because they, you know. belief until they won a couple things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that was a lot of it. Because, you know, a lot of times they're thinking, all right, who hired you to get in to do something to my horse? How'd you get past the gate, Competitive. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what it took was just volunteering for free and coming in and then seeing their horses, like, start to win races and jockeys to be like, I just ran the best race of my life. And they had no idea I had just worked on their horse. So did you work on the jockeys as well? Um, I didn't, but it's definitely something that I do, that I can do. Um, at that time, I hadn't. I haven't really worked with jockeys. I had a, um, I have had a jockey that was so in shock at the way her horse ran after one that she was, that was here in California, that she was definitely you know, looking like really wanting to look into it more. Awesome. Yeah, but that's it's been a little while since I've been back. So, so then, how many years were you working on those horses, and then why did you why did you end that? And yeah, I mean, I just think like 
with me, I just intuitively know like when my lessons are done in certain places and it's just time to move forward. So I did, um, and, and I moved um, to Colorado before, right, you know, before I, I moved here, but um, was there for two years. So was still working on horses, still in the medical field, working on people too. You know, I think with, with energy work, we all have our own gifts, like, and everybody can do what I do. Like, it's not that I'm this special person. I just have chose to tap into to that part of, you know, my field, my energy field to hold the space, as I've told you before, um, to allow the energy to come through me. So like I know you have said in the past, like, oh my gosh, Kelly has like helped change my life. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I don't really take credit for that. Like, sure, I was there because I'm, you know, I hold the high vibration to allow it, but you are the one, you are the beautiful soul that allowed yourself to heal and to let go of whatever emotional trauma that you were holding on to. So with animals, it's, I mean, I love horses. Horses were probably the best thing you could ever put me in front of because one, obviously I realized I had a huge energy because not a lot of people can drop a 1200 pound animal to the ground out cold with their tongues out of their mouth while yeah. their owner is looking like they're they're literally jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like mm. they are. But the great thing with horses is they're a prey animal. So if you know anything about a prey animal, they're fight or flight. So they're so let's say um, a coyote comes into a field. If it if it was a cow, a cow would charge the coyote where a horse would flee. So they're always on guard. So anybody that knows a horse knows this. Like, like many humans. Yes. So you don't walk behind a horse that is not aware of you or, you know, that you're there because, yeah, you might get kicked just out of reflex. So I learned huge lessons starting to work with them because I had never worked with a horse before. Um, and most of the ones I was working with were sometimes traumatized because I would go volunteer even at the Humane Society. Oh, gosh. So we're talking majorly traumatized horses. But total receptive because they either say you know they'll tap into you immediately and say is this an energy i run from or is this something that's going to help me and as soon as they realize that it's there to help them they're like butter i mean just amazing wow so um this kind of i might go a little bit tangent on this because i'm just thinking about um like a traumatic event um and i don't know how animals take certain things but um but i'm thinking Folks, many of you have heard of the recent fires, huge fires, mudslides in Santa Barbara, in um, you know the central coast of California, and there, there's all these stories about the horses, the horses yeah. just running and you know for their life, for their life. Mm-hmm. and the ones that are saved and back with their owners or you know being taken care of. Are they experiencing a post-traumatic stress disorder? Yeah. And and how do you help them? Yeah, so animals are like humans. I mean, we all store we all store emotions. We right. all remember emotions. Um, dogs that have, you know, been attacked or animals, they still fear. I mean, they still run, they're coward, you know, they they do things just like humans do. So, you know, I always tell people like when you're, you know, 10 years old and you went on a trip you know, on a plane and you had a horrible experience with, you know, something on the plane as far as like, um, you know, the altitude, you know, those type of things. And then you go back when you're 30 some years old and you, you get that little bit of turbulence, Mm -hmm. that fear Mm -hmm. comes right back. Just like it, you were back when you were 10 or if you got bit or something, you know, traumatizing. So that stuff energetically stays in you. So until you can help release that, um, a lot of times, even emotional stuff will manifest out physically if you don't address it enough. Um, so, we, I mean, I know that firsthand. So that's something that I'm a firm believer of dealing with before it turns, before it manifests physically. So because, before it literally eats you alive. Yes, before it will manifest into a disease, a hmm. um, physical ailment. Um, it just, it, can you give us some examples? I mean, I can give you, I can give you my example. Are you, um, okay to share that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so when I was 24, um, my mom, um, had brain cancer. Right. And my mom was like my life. She was my best friend at 24 years old, you know? 
So I chose to stay home and take care of her um, so that she didn't, because she didn't want to die in a hospital. So I came home and um, stayed and, and kind of had my little job in between, but mainly stayed home to take care of her. And then I also had a boyfriend that I was dating for eight and a half years, and we were breaking up. At 24. At 24. Oh. So we were all high school, college sweethearts. Mm. First love. Yeah. And we were breaking up during this time that my mom was actually getting really sick. So to me, it was like devastation times everything. Like yeah. I couldn't lose the biggest two people in my life at the same time. So me being this strong, you know, college athlete that I was just chose to suck it up and push it down. And I didn't want to bother anybody. You know, my sisters were going through the same thing I was. So why cry to them? You know, and I just, I was one of those suppressors. Um, so I did, I just suppressed all my sadness, my emotions. Um, my mom passed away. I went into shock for three months, couldn't cry, couldn't laugh, couldn't do anything. It was just total monotone. And it was the night that I came out of shock. I just remember just breaking like hysterically, like could not even control. And within days, within days of that breaking, I, um, was a nurse at the time, um, and woke up and could barely move my thumbs. Wow. And I thought, gosh, what did I do to both thumbs? Had no idea. And they were so swollen. Within days, it had went through all my hands. Within weeks, it had went through all my knees, my, my everything, every joint in my body. Within a month, I could barely walk. And I was, I mean, you're looking at someone that played sports their whole life and was extremely healthy, and I went to that. So it happened that drastic. Um, and even then, back then, that was over 20, 20 years ago, people said, you know, even doctors were like, I mean, you had an emotional, like, like it had to come out somehow. And this was kind yeah. of, it kind of flipped on your immune system. So it was really, I mean, I'm a firm believer of helping people now, obviously I, you know, I work in the medical field, but, um, but my passion is really energy because I just see how much more transformational it is to be able to release completely out of the body. Mm -hmm. And emotional is very hard, so yeah. Yeah, so um, mostly what you do is, and I'm gonna try to, you know, create a little summarization bubble of this, yeah. or kind of bring some clarity for myself mm -hmm. even. Um, you know, many of us, <laughs> we, we would rather not face conflict, you know, even if it's with ourselves, mm -hmm. because we are the best at lying to ourselves and saying, no, 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 you cannot think these thoughts. It's not true. Da, 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 da. Why would you even say this to yourself? Yada, yada, yada. I don't want to deal with it. I'll focus on something I else. I did deal with I, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we resist. We resist. Mm -hmm. We resist. We resist. And, you know, and as you know, what we resist persists. Exactly. Until, until. And that resistance magnifies. It only magnifies mm -hmm. the pain. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, it, but, and it still but then, shows up. It exactly. shows up in a different person, a different situation. Exactly. You know why? Because that's the reflection. That's the reflection um, of our truth. Mm -hmm. um, and then until we learn how to accept that truth that we see, mm -hmm that's when we can learn how to grow and maybe to say, no, that's not right. Or maybe that reflection, that person that I'm seeking out or that's coming to me, maybe they're not worthy to be in my life because mm -hmm. that's the dysfunctional past or um, the mental relationship I had or owned within myself mm -hmm. back then. You know, the mind, I like to I tell my clients, you know, the mind is the outpicturing of what's going on with the body, all the toxins that's, that are going on with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, wow, yeah. And anyways, let's move beyond that. Yeah. Because let's segue that thought into Moving you, out. well, you moved out here, right? You moved out Correct. here. Um, and w did you move out here because da-da-da-da? Kelly was selected, guys, this is really, really awesome. And I'm looking at her water bottle right now. <laughs> and it reads, the Chopra Center. Kelly was selected, and you've got to probably correct me, because I might get this wrong. You were selected out of 
thousands. Thousands. Over tens of thousands. Of I don't know about tens, but I know thousands. <laughs> thousands. Over tens of thousands. Uh, hundreds of thousands. Millions of specialists to personally work at the Chopra Center doing energy and Reiki healing. No. <laughs> tell me. Tell okay, me we'll more. Tell okay, can we back up? <laughs> Rewind. She's learning. Hundreds. Too. Millions of thousands. <laughs> Okay, anyway. No, so I did not move here for that job. I moved. Okay, well, well, I, I moved here move? for my energy work, and right. I just thought, you know, coming out west, people out here get it more. They're more understanding about it as opposed to back in the Midwest. Um, and 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 you know, Reiki's more common out here. Yoga, meditation, all that stuff. So I thought, you know, come where your people are. Um, so that's what moved me out here. While I was here, um, I, you know, went right back into the medical fields just because it was something easy to start with, uh, but then found an opportunity um, to apply at the Chopra Center working for Deepak Chopra. Um, so that's where I went up against thousands of applicants, and I was chosen one of ten in the world. Oh, my gosh. Globally. Can you say that one more time? Oh, God. They don't need to hear that again. Yes, one <laughs> of ten globally. globally. Yeah. Globally. Okay, keep so going. to me, that was more divine guidance. Like that was nice. my affirmation of, yes, this is the path because he is very, I mean, he is, you know, one of the biggest wow. gurus in the world of meditation and yoga and energy. And, and not only does he teach it, but he also does studies. Like he works with Harvard and Yale and um, SDSU. I mean, they're doing big studies research, yeah. on meditation and how it changes the the cellular you know body your body that way and and even energy um, he's got an amazing event that's called sages and scientists which I was so blessed to be able to go to right before I stopped working um, I worked with him for almost two years and um, it was bringing in the biggest scientists in the world and the biggest sages which are like the energy healers on a stage for three days in front of the biggest crowd you can imagine to learn about how intertwined that energy really is with, with science. And he wants to bring it to more light. Um, and I know you guys probably are familiar with Dr. Oz. Mm -hmm. So he actually has Reiki healers, practitioners in his surgeries. So he will not that do surgery. stand in? Yeah, or, that oh, sit there oh. and actually do Reiki through his whole surgeries. Um, the whole time on the patient that's that that he's working on so they use it in mm. hospitals now um, they have for for quite a while now actually with um, cancer patients it helps with reducing um, uh, like chemo and radiation side effects uh, it helps emotionally um, you know and I think we all have our own little like I said our gifts um, you know mine are horses it is a bigger energy but people I work with just as well some people work really really good with like physical ailments some people work really good with emotional I do both but I would say if I had to guess it would be more um, emotional that mm -hmm. I help people with mm -hmm. to release so when I'm working with like athletes um, you know it's helping them to stay in the zone get all the other stuff out of their heads because as you know with professional athletes what comes the stress that comes with that you know oh god yeah i mean you can't even we can't even imagine with their contracts and the pressure and of performing and having their personal life stay out of their you know and so nothing comes on the court but what the game do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. And I'm the biggest person that says, that's why I'm always for the underdogs, because it's not who is the best team. It's the it's the team who shows up emotionally. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are going to win, because mm -hmm. you know when, when even an underdog gets in the head of a, of a pro team, a better team, they'll, they'll, they'll you win. You guys saw the Super Bowl this you year. You did. There you go. That's a you perfect see, I mean, you, example. You've seen, I mean, the Winter Olympics are on right now, and, and it's like, there are those moments, you know, I mean, I'm not going to throw names out there, but, you know, like some skiing events and you're like, what happened? Like yeah. that person should have won. Yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter. It's what right. happens in the mindset right there. You know, I'm a, I was a competitive swimmer and yeah. I mean, I still am, but um, really racing hard and it's, you get on the blocks and if you think of that, I mean, you kind of have to just shut out your mind and not even think at all. Mm -hmm. Because I remember, like, kind of a little bit of hysterical, like, man, we get so nervous. It's 
literally less than a minute of our entire life, yeah. but it means so much. And it is. It's all about the mental state. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So that's kind of where my little specialty is, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. it, what would it, would you agree? I would totally agree. Um, let's, let's get vulnerable a little bit. Let's get okay. a little woo-woo. <laughs> Guys, we're getting woo-woo. Um, woo-woo-woo-woo. Um, I love the skeptics because the skeptics are the best ones to turn around. Be- because they be won't approach you. Yeah, they won't, they won't approach you. Um, or when they do and then they get on the table and they're like the most skeptical, you know, of all, then those are the ones that usually have the most transformational experience. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder the first time if I was a little bit skeptical. I don't know. Was I don't I? think I was your, was I the first time you'd ever had energy work? No, no I've had, know. I've had Reiki, but it was like, it wasn't a full session. I I swear I saw like Confucius or something. <laughs> I was like, I saw a man and he had a long beard and these, you know, and I was like, yeah. then I saw a lion and I was like, did I? And I saw a geisha, but no, I didn't see a geisha. I don't know, whatever. Well, but, to, to me, Reiki is a title that I got, but I feel like I just do so much more now. But I think it has to be from the person. But so anyways, yeah. back to, I'll use myself as an example. Okay. So Kelly's asking, is she more on tune with the energy or the emotional healing or the body ailments? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say emotional. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, gosh, man, a little bit about me. Guys, how many of you step into my office? How many of you have been through a bad breakup? This is a great example. How many of you have been, you know, drug through the mud? And you and then you think from the outside when you're through it all, like, man, like that's not a big deal, right? If you look at someone else's situation, you know it's hard, right? And you're like, it's not a big deal, I'm over it or whatever. But guys, when you're going through it, it's the hardest thing in the world. And it can really like take tolls on your aura, um, your energy, your vibration, your chakra levels. Um, all and of how that. you perceive yourself, it, your confidence, everything is right. affected. Right. In every aspect of your life. Right. And if you are numbing that down, if you are blocking that out, if you are talking, and this is what I tell my clients all the time, because this is in my mental awareness pack uh, or program, Mm -hmm. you know, I am always like, step one. Step one is positive self-talk, positive affirmations. Because if you're going through your life saying negative things about you, you're attracting those negative energies. Mm -hmm. And you're attracting the people that still want to take advantage of you in your life. So backtracking. KB went through a bad breakup, right? I went through a bad breakup. Um, and I got, I got, gosh, man, the the sickness like got through me. Um, you know, just, I think I was mentally uncomfortable with a lot of the thoughts that had been playing in my mind Mm -hmm. from that past relationship. And I think it really kind of, it really messed up my mind. And, you know, I went overseas and, I got a parasite, I got a worm, I got a hookworm. So I'm a true believer that when we are mentally not strong, external... Opening up. You're opening up yourself. You're basically a giant wound and you're susceptible. Mm -hmm. You're susceptible to disease or Mm dis-ease, you know. Um, So we're talking about the breakup situation. Then, you know, when I moved up to L.A. eventually and I was introduced to Kelly almost forced to have a healing with her. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. My dear friend who opened me up to um, meeting Kelly. Um, you know, I, have, I was like, you're going in this room with this stranger for an hour. I'm like, oh, really? So um, so I did. And, you know, I, I think I told you earlier in the cast the podcast that I, at the end of the session, I literally – was well I had left the room she left the room <laughs> and when I came back you were in hysterics <laughs> bless your heart and I thought gosh what did I do to her and you were you just had said to me I just didn't want you to leave I didn't want her to leave and and maybe that was a bigger picture that I had been left yeah and and it was the little girl in you that was scared maybe that yeah. that you were back then you know it's the it's our little inner child that comes out at that point when you've had a trauma they tell you so many times if you've had a trauma earlier in your life 
you sometimes you get trapped in that in that age range. Wow. Um, a lot of people say that to who I just absolutely love, but um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. When he had a trauma at such a young age, they say that like he stayed in that very loving child body, and that's why he always just had the the wonderland and just the beautiful energy of of being with children because he just. He was a beautiful soul, but he had been traumatized at a young age. So, you know, people do. They do. You kind of get stuck in that place, and it's hard to move forward until you just energetically get it out. Like, Unplug. Yeah. Unplug the bathtub. It is. It is. And, Drain the bathtub. And until you do, again, you just keep experiencing more situations, different faces, different scenarios, but it's the same lesson. So until you finally get the lesson of why this is and, okay, I get it, and now I'm not going to accept this in my life anymore, this type of person, this type of behavior, whether it's work-related, personal, whatever it is, like we're here to learn those lessons. And so releasing them and getting them out is the most freeing thing you can ever do to yourself. Right. Um, so let's... I want to kind of share you with y'all, like, um, so you can kind of get a taste in, in, in what I'm talking about the process of this. Because some people might try this one time, mm-hmm. some people like me might try it, or excuse me, might tap into your sessions multiple times, which I think is the best. Yeah. Um, because then you can see yourself evolve and change and challenge yourself, mm-hmm. and that's exactly, guys. If you know me, I'm like, I'm not gonna give up. Like, I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. I'm going to do it right. Like when I was training for a marathon, I'm not going to just say, I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to, you know, train. No, I, I'm going to, guys, I'm, gonna, all I'm all in. It's, you go know, big or go home. Go big or go home. <laughs> I'm going to do the training. I'm going to probably overtrain. I want to make sure that I'm ready. So with Kelly, I had that first session. I was crumbling. It, it literally, it all seeped out of my pores. Mm-hmm. I remember. And I have my journal entries, and I was almost terrified to because you're like, journal it down. And I was almost terrified to write out the images that I saw, the feelings that I felt. Um, but this is all about that mental awareness again, mm-hmm. tapping inward and realizing, thinking, not okay, not even thinking, listening to yourself, listening to your feelings, and um. And knowing you're worthy. Like, and knowing you're you worthy. You don't have to but, carry that around right. with you but, your whole life. But with that, with those sessions, so I took that and I just remember sitting one day and literally staring at the ocean. Like I was staring at it and I was like, uh. Like it was just like, uh, like I feel weird. I got sick. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all coming out of me. And then I just, I just remember little thoughts that I would say to myself and it was kind of more on the positive level you know Mm -hmm. and and more relaxed yeah Um, it's like a shift in consciousness exactly once you make once you do the release that the shift happens and horses are a great example I'll give you one I had a, a beautiful actually um she's a retired professor um, human trafficking lawyer. Mm-hmm. So talk about somebody that's extremely analytical. Um, and she had heard about me. She has dressage horses that she mm. competes with. She had heard about me through, you know, other people in, um, in San Diego area. So she had hired me to come over and work on her horse. Her horse had never, ever won <laughs> dressage. And she was finally at that point where I'm either, he's either going to win or I'm going to sell him. Like, I just, I, I'm not going to keep competing. And it was the same corner every, every time, every single same exact corner he would spook. And every time he spoke, he spooked, he lost, like he didn't place. So she hired me just out of pretty much like it's now or never if it's going to happen. And, and, you know, that's a lot to go into when you're, you're looking at somebody that has that type of background, that's very analytical and you're like, Oh great. There's no pressure there. (laughs) Um, but she was so kind and she said, you know what, let's just try it. We have nothing to lose. And I said, you're right. I don't know if he'll release it at all. If it might be multiple sessions, I don't know. Like, but I'm willing if you're willing. And she was like, absolutely. So we did it one session. He one session it only took him 
one hour of working on him energetically, and bam, that that spook in that corner was gone. And did he win? Next weekend, he had all first places. Oh my gosh! She sent me pictures from the place, holding her blue ribbons with oh. the biggest smile you'd <laughs> ever seen, and she became a client of for her too. Wow. Because when you're in a field like that and you experience, you know, the, the horror of, you know, what you go through, um, having to picture human trafficking and all of that, you can't, you can't imagine. You, that, that's not something you can just shut off easily. Um, so she's been one of my dearest um, clients that I absolutely love um, going to San Diego to see now just to, <sighs> to work on both her and her horses and... Love so, very transformational. Yeah, you speak of the transformations, yeah. and that's exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not like saying going back to me, but but through the process that I went through, it is. It's a transformation of strength, mm-hmm. I believe. Inner yeah. strength, exuding outwards. Um, and, and, and same thing with athletes. You're an athlete, so you exactly. know. So keeping you in the zone for like athletes at that at the higher levels or any level but any person in general like whether it's your work that you're trying to stay focused in whether it's sales whatever it is yeah like bringing out that inner lion in you that just is always going to be courageous I mean I remember you from day one I wanted to just do nothing but hug you like I just saw you as just this you know you were going through so much and I look at you now and it's like I'm looking and I had a whole new person. Like, you're not even the same person you were a year ago. Right. Like, it was it was just over a year ago that I saw you that I remember now. But, I mean, like, I wouldn't even say, like, you are that same person anymore. It's crazy. Because emotionally, you have you have grown, like, leaps and bounds. It, you know, it is crazy. Um, I have to say, one of the things that I've been, I've been toying with is challenging myself, which mm-hmm. I never um, – I, I believe when you hold in mm-hmm. – um, uh, let me say, like stagnant energy mm-hmm. um, or past, which I believe past energies, past thoughts is depressive. Yeah. Um, when you hold that in, when you resist it, as I said before, you know, it's it's fear. It's all fear-based and mm-hmm. it's it's it doesn't open your eyes. It doesn't challenge you. And, and once I faced and I was like, my truth is this and mm-hmm. this is what I value and I'm on a non-judgmental, basis now with myself with what any other people think about me um I think that is what your strength is it's that emotional side of helping people face and bring out their truth Mm -hmm. um because when you don't face or live in your truth you're stressed I mean as in layman's terms you're stressed and your body doesn't work and that's you know what I help my clients with is they're like, why doesn't my body work? Why am I gaining weight? Why can I not lose weight? Why does my body hurt? Whatever. It all comes down to stress. And folks, what I say, stress is the new fast food. So when you get your mind in check, when you get your truth out there, as Kelly's helped with in many ways, um, everything else will fall into place. Yeah. Right? It's, Absolutely. you know. And stress is one of the number one causes of cancer cancer diseases in the body and what is stress stress is emotions it's emotions like emotions that we store so it's crazy to think of how powerful your mind has control over your physical body so i mean that in itself if you can get that in alignment there's no stopping you with anything in your life can we without naming names can you share some experiences that um of people, of clients that you've worked with, maybe once, multiple times, that their lives have transformed, or maybe stories. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just seen like athletes that have that I've been able to that are playing some of their best ever, even in the older ages where they would think they were going backwards. You know, like you start to get tired as you get older, but they're more laser focused now than they've ever been. Um, I've had, I've had people in real estate. I mean, I've had people of every type of probably, you know, the medical field, um, just every type of thing. But it all comes back down to like, are they willing to to go inward? Because it's not fun. I mean, sometimes it's not fun to to face you know the demons that 
not demons, but like the stuff you've been carrying around with you for years and years that you just thought, oh, I've already dealt with that. And all of a sudden now here it comes again. Um, so like that, I mean, I, I've just seen people have transitioned that way. Um, just in, and it can be almost overnight. Like it doesn't take tons of sessions and to do happens? it. What happens with them? Um, just totally mental, like clarity in, in, in their, in things that they were kind of stuck and stagnant in before in their job or, um, in a relationship that they were questioning and, and things like that. And then they would come to me and then all of a sudden like crystal clear after their sessions, like the answer, the answers were there, like hitting them in the face. And they were like, Oh my gosh, like people ending like business partnerships, knowing because they had been in toxic, toxic ones, but just not knowing how to pull the trigger. And then having sessions that just gave them the confidence that just let them clearly see it. Like, like, whoa, how did I not see this before? And then once they let go of that, that was pulling them backwards, just catapulting forward in their, in their jobs and, and relationships and now marriage and just like things that you just, that you wouldn't think would be attributed to like energy sessions, but I love it. they really are because they're so, it's so much on an emotional level. I love it. So the, similar to how I practice is that, you know, what you do is, you know, I'm going to say this again, when you fix the mental state and you untap the truth, the core truth of that mm-hmm. person, um, everything will fall into place, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> When you change as a person, you build that inner strength from your truth. And when you build that inner strength, that inner confidence mm-hmm. and that emotional stability. Um, People see that. They feel that in you. It's a different exactly. energy that you put out there. Exactly. So it's a whole other vibration that you're attracting. That's why you will start to see bigger people come into your life. Because on a subconscious level, our energies cross paths, obviously, so they interact. So you might start feeling like bigger people are coming into your life that are going to help you succeed more, um, more in alignment with like relationship-wise, what you really are looking to attract. Because so many times when we're, we feel broken from other relationships, we just keep attracting the same person and we go through the same things and we're like why 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 do I keep getting the same type of guy the, the person that yes because you're you putting that same energy out there you haven't switched and and let go of and transformed the new energy and the minute you do I mean the sky's the limit who will come into your life like in every aspect of your of your life so yeah. it's that powerful to know that what you put out there will come back to you, but you have to vibrationally set yourself to that vi- what vibration you want to attract in order for it to come to you. You can't be sad and saying, I want to attract big success when you're not at the same level as them. They will look right past you because they're, you're just not at a vibrational match. Right. So they, don't, they can't connect with you. So you have to get your energy level vibration at a level that they can connect with you. And that's when the magic happens. Right. So get rid of the, the old stuff, out with the old, in with the new. And the great thing with, with Reiki is like in energy work is it works on a cellular level. So whether you're laying on my table and sitting there going, oh, is this working? Is this not? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's probably why I like working with animals because they don't have the ego that blocks, <laughs> right? Um, some of the energy, but I can still work on you. Whether you're sitting there thinking that or not, I'm still going to work. I'm pushing, clearing. I'm doing all sorts of things that people don't even realize what I'm doing. Um, And it's all working on a cellular level. That's why some people over the next few days, I always tell them, it's kind of like getting a massage. Like you will go through some detoxing because that energy does have to release. So you might, you know, feel a little, some people might get a little nauseous. Most people- Yeah, sore. I remember you got sore. And it it comes and goes. It's because it's leaving the body. Mm. Drink tons of water, flush the toxins out, move it out faster. Um, I also tell people you might be a little emotional. You might be happy one second and the next moment you're just (laughs) crying for no reason and you have no no idea why. That's energy being released. 
And then as it's going, it's like you feel lighter and lighter and lighter. And then it's just like, I mean, I worked on men that were just like, you know, men. They're not very emotional as women are. I know many men that are emotional. Which is great. I love those too. But you will get most men that are very masculine and they don't like to talk about their feelings. They like to bury them. So to see some of them transform you know, transform is amazing. And what I really love seeing is a lot of these professional teams are actually starting to bring Reiki practitioners on board, which why wouldn't you like 90% of the game is, is mental. Exactly. So let's talk about pro teams. Um, who, cause we live in LA. Um, I, I, you know, <laughs> You got to get in on, like, who do you want to work with here? Pro teams. We've got hockey. We've got two football teams. We've got two basketball teams. I mean, we've got soccer. Who do you want to work with the most? Go. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I would work with any, obviously, because I'm here to help. Um, I would love to work more on a global scale. So that, I think, one of the reasons of working with Deepak was because I have more of a global mission so working on a level at a professional level is pretty global to me because if you think about it i'm not just helping the players i'm helping all of these millions of fans that are watching them awesome so to me that's where the global part comes in because i've never been one that wants to just work with just like a person here a person there a person there like i'm here to change lives i've always been like that i've always been a go big or go home kind of girl So to me, the more lives I can change on a bigger scale that's going to affect millions of people, that's where I want to be. Whether it's with a pro team, whether it's with an organization that is, you know, affecting lives on a bigger, you know, way, I don't, to me, I don't care. I just know that I get stuck when I'm, when I'm working on small things. Right. When I'm not feeling like I'm changing a lot of lives. I don't, I mean, that's really hard on myself to say but I just feel like I'm here for a bigger purpose in this lifetime you are you're you're a major conduit um you know even even if you do have influence or sessions or um impact with people that are widely out there so say like say you were um you know the healer for the Lakers Los Angeles Lakers right Say that you went and worked on those, you know, magnificent basketball players. They have so much. If you heal one, yeah. two, three of them, think about the powerful healing voices or impact they have on millions of people out there. Yeah. Children that look up to them. Children of the face of our world, our future. Mm-hmm. So, folks, in turn, you know, Kelly's not just helping you unveil your truth per se mm-hmm. she's helping you spread that truth to so many other people yeah. that you interact with and you you don't even have to speak with them Mm-mm. you're you're grabbing an apple at the grocery store bam Joe Schmo next to you is grabbing an apple too you make eye contact bam energy mm-hmm. vibration just connecting with you so yeah I think yeah. that's that's so true. I love this global level. Um, yeah. What, what's, do you have any inclination on how you want to do that maybe? Um, you know, I mean, obviously word of mouth is a huge thing. I have um, interacted with a, a, a pro team. Um, I won't name which one, but <laughs> we, have, we have spoken about working with their team um, and nothing's obviously in place. So, um, but, you know, I'm here. I, I'm I'm one of those that you have to sell me as much as I sell, you know, you. Like, I I know my worth. I know what I can do to a team. I know how I can transform and keep them in the zone. Even, not even just them. Like, I've worked with actors, um, actresses. They talk about stress with them, too. And they, you know, have to put up a persona, too, to the world. Because millions are watching every word that comes out of their mouth. So, there's a lot of stress on them. Um, especially in the news, you know, nowadays with, you have to be careful mm-hmm. <laughs> with what you say in every moment because of how much people get criticized nowadays. Right. So, 
you know, just keeping them in such like um, a positive light where they feel so good about themselves, especially the women, the female actresses, to not focus so much on body and image and making these young girls think like, I have to be that beautiful and I have to be, I, I could never have a chance. Like, I love seeing the diversity of the new, you know, actresses in out there now, just because it, it is, it really comes down to a soul, soul level. Like, who's gonna help change and bring change to the world in a positive way? Like, those are the people you want in front of the camera. It's not just the pretty face anymore. It's like, who knows how to impact a life and millions of lives with what you say and how you act and how you carry yourself in the world and what you give back to the world. Um, I'm a huge believer of volunteering and giving back. I mean, if someone had a chance to take me to Africa and work with you know animals out there or just around the world anywhere, sign me up like right my heart here in this world is to just give like I know it'll come back to me so I don't eat never ever ever will I focus on the money um and it was really hard for me even in the beginning when I started doing energy work to even charge because I just wanted to help people and then you know what then I was like oh well you know you do have bills to pay so you got to just charge something obviously right just like you me in the medical field mm -hmm. like you have to you have to pay for yourself, but um, I'm I'm just a firm believer of the law of attraction. You get what you you get what you put out. I love it. So yeah. so to wrap this up yeah. because we're gonna have to wrap up shortly. Um, Reiki, it's a you know it's a meditation, um, energy healing. Um, it's a meditation of your cells. Um, you know, and it creates, basically this is what I think about it. I think that we are all a puzzle. We're all puzzles walking around. Some of us have missing pieces <laughs> hanging around, you know. There's always that weird jackety one that you're like, where the heck does this go, you know? Like, <laughs> what is this? Or the one that's like hidden under the couch cushion. Um, <laughs> right? That's so true. Um, Oh, but, that's where that's been all these years. Right. Ugh. I lost that one. It's all moldy. Um, <laughs> but but those are the pieces of your life, right? Yeah. You know, and there are pieces that you don't even realize exist, you know? Yeah. There's that, like, fuzzy one, and, you know, it's just, it's our subconscious. And what we're doing is we're putting all those subconscious pieces together to figure out our conscious bigger picture which is oh. ourself and our truth and our health and well-being and whatever so so basically kelly kelly's work her gifts um she aligns those correct relationships yeah um those stimulus stimulations and the interactions that you have and it starts with yourself which is the key to um productivity towards a place of peace yeah I help you reprogram yourself to your highest vibration. Exactly. And that's what we're doing. We're re yeah. retraining our brains. Um, you know. It's amazing. It is amazing. And you deserve it. Like, everybody deserves to be happy in their life. Right. You know? So if, if I can help in any sort of way to do that, like, that brings me joy. Um, and that's, you know... Uh, yeah, as I love to say, health is wealth, my friend. <laughs> so in this case, in this pod, in honor of Miss Callie, mental health is mental wealth, you know? You know, it's just, it starts with you. Mm -hmm. So no more resisting. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. Um, another thing, which I'm going to totally ask Kelly to do, is read my cards after this podcast. <laughs> She reads cards, and it's so amazing and spooktacular. Oh, awesome. goodness. <laughs> um, but um, I'm going to have in the show notes Kelly's contact information. Um, she can do healings virtually, so you don't have to be in Southern California. If you are amazing, even better, you can see her in person. Um, but I'm going to have all of her info in the show notes, so check it out. And um, some resources on there. 
Um, but again, she can work virtually. She can tap into the Reiki anywhere in the world. You mm-hmm. can do a FaceTime sesh, right? Mm-hmm. Skype, on the phone. Um, so more to come from Kelly. I may have her back on to check in a couple more episodes to come to see where she's standing, to see, as she says, she's always looking for something more globally, but that's why we're here. Um, and guys, if you're listening to this, I want to hear your comments. Me too. I, yeah, Kelly wants to hear your comments. What do you think be about Be happy this? to answer anything. She would be happy to hand, answer anything. If you've had Reiki... Um, or any uh, or, type or of energy. Any, any energy healing mm-hmm. done, um, let us know. Send us a comment. It can be anonymous. I don't need your name if you don't want to share it. Um, let us know what you felt. Um, rate this episode. I want to know. Did you like it? Were you a little freaked out? Um Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes, you know, maybe you're just not ready to let go. So don't give up if you had a bad experience. Some people, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, might not be in alignment with you, just like any other business. So if you didn't have a good experience with somebody, don't give up on it just because of that, because there's plenty of, you know, us out there that, you know, that do it on a regular basis that have, you know, backgrounds of both types of medical and regular uh, energy. So I'll be happy to answer any questions like that. Thank you. Yeah. We're so so, grateful for you. Um, You know, one more thing, this is a lifestyle change. We're all at just being honest. We're all about lifestyle changes. It's like my clients say, I want to lose 10 pounds. I kind of look them square in the face and say, don't you know, diets don't work. That's why the first three letters are die. Diets don't work. It's a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as well as I do, getting a massage, you can't just get one, one in your life and be like, I'm healed, I feel great. You've got to work on it. You cannot give up. So Kelly's work, so it's, a, it's an ongoing process. It's a lifestyle change on your genetic makeup, um, your energy, right? So she's happy to answer questions um, and keep them, flood them in. I want to know. Mm-hmm. So on iTunes, um, give me a give me a rating. One, two, three, four, five stars. Um, send your comments there. Subscribe. We'd love to have you a part of our podcast um, each and every time we shoot one out there. Um, we love being honest with you. So, guys, I'm just being honest. This was the podcast. <sighs> Kelly, your doll. <laughs> Thank you again. Namaste to Nam- all of you. Namaste. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Kiss, kiss, <laughs> hug, hug, much of many. Peace out. I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>